And back at it for another Wednesday evening here, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. is the number to call through. You want to talk to Lee over the next hour about employment concerns, your severance offer, you just lost your job. You just want to know if it ever came down the pike that you did lose your job, how are you being covered, anything under the employment banner. We uh, we talk about that here on the show tonight. And over the last couple of months, Lee, we, uh, we always you know stack up emails and get them uh, sent to us before and after the show and during as well. So we're going to go through a ton of email tonight in between our phone calls as well. But we always start with the uh, the week that was. Hey, that's right, John, and thank you very much. And, uh, you know, always uh, ready and amped up to get going and answer some questions and help some people. You know, we've been getting uh, a lot of calls the last few weeks uh, on the show, people calling us, wanting to get uh, perspective on their situation, their problem. Well, you know what? You got us for another hour right now till 8 o'clock. Let's bring it. Let's talk about uh, your, your job, your workplace. Maybe it's your friend, your mother, your father. If they're having a problem in their workplace, they lost their job, their boss is mistreating them, maybe something's changed, they, they changed their job description, their pay, bring it on. T- talk to us right now. Call us right now. Let's answer those questions. Let's talk about what the options and how you solve those problems. That's exactly what we're here to do. And to get us uh, started and talking about uh, some employment law issues, John, let me talk on the week that was about a couple situations. Now, we spoke in the last show that we did uh, Monday about discipline and how you discipline employees and when it's appropriate and when it's not and how to do it. Well, here's two examples of how not to do it, John. Uh, First situation involved uh, a gentleman that worked as a salesperson. He worked uh, as a salesperson for a number of years. Now, he had been disciplined by way of a warning letter uh, several months back, John, because he didn't submit properly his expenses. So the, the company okay. had a way you need to, to do submit your expenses so you can get uh, reimbursed. He didn't do it properly. He didn't fill out the right form. It, it caused a, an administrative headache for the company. They were upset about it. Fair enough. So they gave him a warning, said, no, uh, we're telling you right now, you got to do this properly. Uh, so sure enough, about a month later, guess what? He does it again. And he does not uh, submit his uh, expenses properly. They get upset and they say, well, we warned you. You did it again. It's a huge problem for us. We're letting you go for cause now. Uh. And and that's when he called me. And he said, holy cow, Lior, I know that I did something wrong. Yes, but is this cause? The company took the position. Listen, we warned the guy. So what else can we do? And, And he didn't get it. John, that was not enough, that warning. We talked last week or last show about the fact that an employee should be disciplined in a way that where the discipline escalates ultimately can result in a termination for cause. But this employer jumped the gun. It jumped some steps. This person should have gotten a second warning, maybe a final warning, potentially down the road even a suspension before the employer could have been in a place where it could actually consider cause. So remember, John, this person did something wrong. There's no question about it. He did it twice. But together, the fact that he was disciplined once, he got a warning letter, does not mean that he could be let go for cause. It was still premature. And given the fact that he was let go for cause when really there wasn't cause, that's a wrongful dismissal. He's owed compensation. Uh, A lot of people, John, don't think they have rights, don't even bother getting advice because they figured, yeah, I did something wrong. So when they let me go for cause, I must have deserved it. They must That must be right because I did something wrong. No, John, that's not the question. The question is not whether you did something wrong. The question is whether whatever it is that you did, was it bad enough? Was it so bad that it deserved the worst last final punishment? In most cases, the answer to that is no. There's no such thing as almost kind of cause. No, either the employer has it or they don't. And for this gentleman, the salesperson, they jumped the gun. 
416-870-6400, star 640 on sale to call in. Joanne, opening call of the night. Good evening. How are you? Good night. I'm well. How are you? Excellent. What's uh, what's your concern, Joe? Okay, Turn your radio well, off my, if you can. Yeah. Um, my issue is um, I've been working for a company for almost 17 years. So that company ended up um, losing the contract. They got a new company that came in, but I stayed in the same location. So now the company has decided to close the office, and they're at first they were saying, well, they're going to give us our severance due based on our years of work. And then all of a sudden they decide that they're going to give us by location. So I'm kind of confused. I don't know which way to go. I, I, I didn't have to. Like, what ended up happening was the first company, they bamboozled me because they never um, explained anything to me. They just said, okay, well, we're having some changes. Just sign here just to be safe and blah, blah, blah. When in total reality, they pretty much signed me off so that I could not go back to them for anything. But this no, time no. around, I'm trying to do it the right way. You're, you're, do, you're doing exactly the right thing and the smart thing. Now, Joanne, you said they lost the contract. What kind of contract? Is it cleaning services uh, or what is it? Right. But I'm, okay, I was good. Self, with the other company, I was self-employed. With yep. this company, they actually hired me. Okay. So so here's the thing. You, In the eyes of the law, you probably were considered to be an employee all along, even with the previous company. I can't imagine that you wouldn't have been in the eyes of the no, law. I, well, Therefore, actually, a question just don't mean to jump the gun here, but the, what the, I found out the other company did is during the years of service with them, they had split me a couple years um, employment and then a couple years self-employed. So this was the argument that we had when they changed, when they lost the contract, and the guy just went all crazy. He wanted to charge me for this and charge me for that. So I like not knowing... I just was like, okay, no problem. Like, you know, I took the easier so way John, out. So, John, hear me out. Hear me out then. Uh, in the eyes of the law, you would have been considered to be an employee. Therefore, when the new company took over the contract, took you on, they inherited the service. Uh, it's under the Employment Standards Act and with cleaning services situations. They inherit your service. That means right. now... Uh, they have to pay you, if they're going to close and you're going to be out of a job, they have to That's pay right. you se uh, severance based on your total service. How long did you work with the previous company and how long with the new company? With the previous company, I was with them for 17 years. And the new and, one? And the new one, seven. Seven. Wow. Okay. And how old are you, Joanne? I am 47, and so we're just a lucky seven here. Right. Okay. So someone in your situation will be entitled to right around 16 to 18 months pay. All right. So they said so, no. So I know they did. I know they did. What you're saying. So they're basing, they're saying that um, I'm, okay, let me say it exactly how they said it. Joanne, because we, we have to take a break. John, hear me oh. out. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to give me a call off air. I know that they're saying to you, that you don't get severance. Believe me, that's what I deal with every day. 16 to 18 months pay. I'm telling you that's what the law provides for you. So you need to give me a call off air. You're not going to discuss this, and I'm going to make sure that you get that. Don't worry about what they say. I'm telling you exactly how much you're owed, Joanne. Joanne, here is that number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred again. one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get hold of the or We will take that short break about your phone calls at 416-870-6400. Star 640 on sale, the employment hour, starting off strong on a Wednesday night right here at Talk Radio, AM 640. 
Come on in. The water's warm. We have lines open for you to discuss with Leoria. I have questions about your employment. Bring it on. We'd love to talk to you right till 8 o'clock tonight. Peter, thanks for hanging in, fella. How are you? Hey, not too bad. How are you doing there? Good, pal. What's uh, what's your concern tonight? Um, actually, I've got a couple of concerns. Um, cool. Really quick. Um, two weeks ago, I was dismissed. Um, I'm in the uh, sales industry. Yep. Um, I've worked there for three years. And they said I didn't meet my sales targets, and they let me go. Um, so now they want me to sign a form, a release form, to get my pay in uh, record of employment. And in that form, it tells them, uh, tells um, I'm signing off on everything that I can't yep. come back on them, blah, 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 right? Now, how much are they offering you, Peter, in terms of week's pay? Uh, they offered me four weeks' pay, one month. Four weeks' pay. Now, yeah. three years sales job, and how old are you, Peter? Uh, 58. Well, someone in your situation would be entitled to closer to six months pay, months, not weeks. So, so no, you're not going to sign it. I, I officially forbid you from signing this. Uh, <laughs> you will instead give me a call off here, and we're going to talk about it, and, and we'll uh, make sure that you get everything that you're owed. This is a okay. classic situation that you've described right now where an employer is offering pennies on the dollar, literally pennies on the dollar, and they have this uh, release in front of you with a deadline, I'm sure, saying, well, you have to sign this by Friday or whatever it is. Yeah, or but, else I can't get – they won't give me my pay, and they won't give me, uh, like I said, my record of employment to apply. Exactly. For. Well, guess what? They'll give you your pay. They'll give you a record of employment, and they owe you right around six months' pay. So, so, so good. You made an important call today. Uh, what's, your, what's your compensation? How much do you usually make, r- roughly? Uh, my base salary is sixty-eight thousand. All right. Well, you know, six months compensation is going to be close to three grand by the time we, uh, thirty grand by the time we account for benefits. So it's a significant amount. So, uh, so you need to give me a call. Does that, okay, that make sense, Peter? Yeah, it makes total sense. I appreciate it. We appreciate the call, Peter. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the number you want to call. Greg, hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's going on with you? Um, quick question. Uh, the company I've been employed with for the last 19 years it has been sold to a new service provider. Now, when my employment is up with my uh, company right now, and the new company offers me a contract, does my previous company owe me severance? So you're going to be switching to another company? A new, yeah, a new service provider takes over our company. And what, what kind of an industry? What kind of business is this? Uh, casino. Okay. So uh, if you're continuing to work uh, with the new company, then they're going to inherit your, your service, and you're not going to be owed severance. On the other okay. hand, if you're going to not get an offer, number one, to continue, or you get an offer but you don't accept it, you're going to be owed severance by the, by the first company. Depending on why you're not accepting the offer with the new company, you may be owed full severance or, or part of your full severance. So, but generally speaking, if you're going to continue working with a new, uh, new provider here, then uh, you're going to be continuing to work. Your employment is going to be continuous. So if the new company a year from now lets you go, they're going to have to, when they calculate severance, account for your full seniority, including the, the years you had with the previous company. But uh, you don't get se- uh, you you wouldn't get severance now unless you don't end up working for the new company. Okay. okay? And roughly, what would my severance be at 19 years of a management position? 19 years management, and how old are you currently? 
45. Uh, right around 18 months pay, 16 to 18 months pay is what you'd be owed, okay? Uh, okay. If severance was payable to you right now, that's 16 to 18 months of total compensation, salary, bonus, benefits, etc., etc., everything that you would have received. That's what severance for you is. Okay. Okay. Appreciate that, Greg. Moving forward, you need to call Lior. You can email as well, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com or 1-855-821-5900. More of your phone calls. Got open lines, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. And we'll get back to more of the Employment Hour. And Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com through email as well. Get back to our phone calls uh, right away here. Hey, Sue, good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Hi, Lior. Hi, how are you? Good. I just wanted to... uh give you a shout out to your firm and also to you in particular uh you handled our wrongful dismissal case for my husband and you managed to do that out of court and we got a settlement that we were not expecting to receive um you took our case and ran with it leor you did a fantastic job excellent you really well, did. so you were you were a pleasure to work with, and I really appreciate the kind words. No, really, seriously, it's from the heart, and, and we were so grateful for you. And uh, thanks also for doing this show, because if I wouldn't have called in um, and, and received the information that we did, in fact, have a case, I would never have known. Right. So I'm, I'm sure you're helping so many people out there, and it, I'm still listening to your show. I love it. I love you, and I wanted to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Thanks, Sue. Everybody Love you, too. I appreciate you it. You have to go to this firm because it's the only firm you have to go with. It's the employment lawyer. He's the best. Wow, that's a plug <laughs> and you. a half. Thanks, Sue. Love appreciate it. Love that. Love it. Thank you, Sue. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And that is not your wife's voice because I know what your wife sounds like, and that is not her. <laughs> no, it's indeed not my legitimate. Wife, and, but a very nice lady, and I really appreciate the compliments. <laughs> we'll get to uh, Disco next. Hey, Disco, how are you? Hey, John. How are you? Leor, how are you doing? Good, man. What's going great, on with you? Great. How are you doing? Awesome, awesome. I love this show. This is awesome, and it's been taking me three years to gather up the courage to even call in. And I just have a question. It's two parts. I'm dying to get it off my chest, and I'm so happy I have an opportunity to get it. Do it, man. Uh, the first one is, Lior, uh, a few years ago, I was in the automotive business for a very, very long time. Um, I worked for a very, very large dealer group at one point. Long story short, uh, I was at this specific group for about uh, over two years. About a year and six months into it, uh, they had basically sent people down from out west and, uh, quote-unquote, let's just say, cleared house or cleaned house at our dealership uh, with all the management and all that fun stuff. One thing they didn't, though, was, uh, was let go of me at that time. Um, okay. They not only, not only paid me more money, but I was there to ensure that basically the transition, everything worked out fine and uh, made sure the dealership was still afloat. About six months into it, um, I had got approved uh, for a vacation for 30 days because I was going to Australia. Uh, They had approved this vacation for me, all that fun stuff. The day I was going to go on my vacation, so the day before my vacation came in, um, they, uh, the general manager of the dealership, as long as brought a sales manager into the office and said, hey, we just want to let you know that your specific job position will no longer exist in 30 days. And so when you come back, we're going to have to have a different role for you. But we just want to make sure that uh, you're known of this and you have to sign this piece of paper acknowledging that we told you this. And I said, I had a bad feeling leading up to it that something like this was going to happen. So a week before I even left for Australia, I called my credit card company and I inquired about employment insurance as well, too. And I never knew anything about it or whatever the case was. I did get it. Lo and behold, when I came back uh, to the dealership, 
I went upstairs to speak to my GM. He's like, you know what? Go downstairs, uh, speak to the sales manager, and uh, they'll let you know what we're going to do with you now. I said, no problem. I walked back downstairs only to know that when I got downstairs, the GM called from upstairs to downstairs so that the guy downstairs mm-hmm. can tell me that I no longer have a job there. I had a car. I had a base salary. I had all that fun stuff. Uh, okay. Essentially, it was an embarrassing situation. I had to walk home. And uh, I got, I think, two weeks pay out of it, whatever it was, like a thousand bucks, nothing like that, all that fun stuff. So that's one part is just to know, was that okay, I guess, legitimately and and how it was handled. And then the second part was I ended up calling my credit card uh, about three months later to let them know what had happened because I was not working and it was really hard for me to just jump into a new job. Uh, I went six months back and forth with them, getting all the documentation that they required from me. And then at the very last second, they just told me, they're like, you know what? Uh, Unfortunately, the date that you signed on for this credit card, uh, you had to have been employed for 30 days before uh, you got let go for it to qualify. She's like, the funny thing is, is that if you signed up with us now, it would have happened automatically. And you didn't, there was no 30-day notice. And so because of the time that I signed up, she said that, because you got let go within 30 days of that initial period, then sorry, right. too bad. So what's your, okay, uh, so what do you want to know, basically? I, I want to know if, A, I was entitled to anything okay. um, of the way that I was thrown out the first time, and B, was the credit card company also screwing me gotcha. for, for that as well? Now, too. Uh, how long did you work there for? Just over two years. Okay, so you would have been owed a lot more than a week or two weeks pay, uh, potentially you know, anywhere from four to five to six months pay. So it's not really the way it was handled. I, I agree with you. It wasn't professional, but the law really doesn't know how to compensate for a company not acting professionally. But it's a question of severance. And in your situation, after two years, yeah, you, you obviously didn't just have a, 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 a very entry-level position. It was a bit more of a senior position. So four, five to six months. Pay. Now, how long ago was this? It will be three years next month. Yeah. So unfortunately, you're out of time. There's nothing that you could do about it. That you know, if you would have called me within two years of this happening, then yes, we could have potentially gotten you a few months' pay. Now, as relates to the credit card company, if that's their rules, that's their rules. I, I really don't know what their rules are. I can't answer that. But you would have been owed more compensation. And there's a lesson there for everyone. Again, you don't sit on it. You don't wait. You give me a call when you lose your job, no matter what the circumstances. Back to your phone calls in a moment. Appreciate yours. Disco Ann for listening as well. Joe, Nick, Joe, Robert, see you guys. Just hang on. We will get to you. 416-870-6400-640 on your cell. You want to know what your severance should be? Lior, you heard him do it on the fly there. You can go to severancepaycalculator.com and do it for yourself. The number coming up at the bottom is true. Try it while we sit here and take your phone calls. Thanks for hanging on, everybody, including you, Joe. How are you, pal? Okay, how are you doing? Good. What's your concern? Hey, thank you very much. You know what? This is a phenomenal show you guys have. Thanks, man. Um, thank you. My, um, my question is more around the pension piece of things. Like if, if you got four or five years before your pension's actually locked in and you get let go, how do you negotiate that piece to ensure that you can, you know, get them to, you know, I guess go out to four or five years without taking a penalty? You know, that's a great question. And unfortunately, if it's four or five years, you're not going to be able to to, to do that. You know, the best you could do is make sure that for whatever the severance period is, and a severance period could be up to two years, depending on, on the length of employment, et cetera, that for that period of time, contributions continue so that you can get as close as possible to them. But because it's, uh, you know, no severance period would ever be as long as four or five years, 
if you lose your job and you're four, five years away from uh, from the full pension, you're, you're not going to unfortunately get it. It, it. It's just not going to happen. What happens, whatever amounts are on the plan you, are yours, and you can take that and put it into an RSP or, or, or another vehicle. But it's not, unfortunately, going to be possible if it's four or five years away. If it's two years, potentially, that could be worked out. If it's four or five years, it's just not going to be possible, Joe. Okay, so you can go to two years. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you, that, Joe. Joe. Thanks for your phone call. And another Joe. Hi, Joe. Good evening. Hi, how are you guys? Good. What's going on, man? Good. Um, job description and compensation for that job description. I've changed from uh, laborer to carpenter, um, but I am in a supervisor slash project manager position. Mm-hmm. Labeled as a carpenter. Uh, and then in the job description, it says things like has some supervisory capabilities, has uh, responsible to to report to operations manager. Uh, little little um, bullets in the JD that I think are they're trying to hang on to. I'm asking for to be compensated more, um, basically as a supervisor, at least at the very mm-hmm. minimum. I don't know how to. No, no Joe, because because oh. you're a supervisor, I take it you're not part of any union. Is that right? No union. No union. Okay. So here's here's what how it works. Ultimately, they, they don't have to pay you a specific amount. Uh, you know, so maybe you're in a more senior position than what your job suggests. There's no automatic right to a higher pay. Now, uh, if uh, if another person in that job gets paid more, then there's an argument to be made. But legally speaking, they don't actually have to increase your pay. What they cannot do is they can't decrease your pay. If they decrease your pay, that could be a constructive dismissal. But it's not a situation where, wait a second, I'm actually doing job X instead of job Y, so you should pay me more. As long as the company doesn't change your pay, doesn't reduce it, then they can they can pay whatever it is that they ultimately they decide. Uh, it's different in a unionized environment, potentially, but there's no way to make them pay you more. Uh, you can certainly ask and explain why this is not fair. You know, I, I'm doing this job. This job should pay more. I have a lot of responsibilities. But there's no legal mechanism to actually compel them to pay you more. Uh, as long as they haven't reduced your pay, they would have complied with their obligations. Appreciate the call, Joe. Uh, Robert, let me slide you in here quickly before we break. Uh, what's going on with you, Robert? Hey, guys. Nice to talk to you. Sure, man. Um, it's my brother uh, that I'm calling about. He's been recently let go from a major financial institution. He was a manager of a team of 25 people. Worked there for 29 years, and just out of the blue, they said, uh, your position is not needed anymore, and they walked him out with a 19-month continuous salary, where he has okay. to be looking for a job over the 19 months, and if he finds one, then he, his continuance gets cut off. Which mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that comes into play because he's 50-something, um, because it happened now, it's going to affect his pension. He's going to be $1,500 a month light on his pension because he's too soon for a pension. And I'm just wondering, is, does that seem right? Well, the question, first of all, the first question is how many months he's actually owed. So you said they, they've told him they're going to pay him for 19 months. Well, 19 he's months. in his 50s. Uh, sorry? Yes, correct. 
19 months, right. So he's in his 50s, and obviously in a senior position. I think he said 29 years. So yeah, 19 months is, is certainly light. I mean, he could be closer to 24 months. So that's number one. He probably is owed more compensation. Now, if he were to accept 19 months, if he's going to say, okay, I'm going to give you guys a discount, well, if he's going to give them a discount, then he should get something in return, and that something should be that that money is paid no strings attached. A company shouldn't say, we're going to pay you less than we owe you, and we're going to attach strings to it. If you're going to attach some strings, then I want every single dollar that's owed to me. If I'm going to accept less, then it should be something in it for me. And also, benefit, uh, sorry, pension contributions should be continued for the full duration of the severance period. Now, uh, Robert, has your brother accepted? Has he signed off on this 19-month severance package? Um, I, I don't know that he has. Um, it's kind of something that they, they are continuing his pay because his pay continuance. So, well, no, they, but they would have asked them to, to sign off on it. They wouldn't have said, just so you know, FYI, we're continuing to pay you for 19 months. It would have been part of a severance offer. They would have, he would have had to sign off on. Okay, uh, if he so signed off on, on it, then it's an academic discussion we're having because it is what it is. He's accepted it. If he has oh. not signed off on it, then yes, we may still be able to do something and improve it because there's a few more months pay here. And also we'd want to get rid of that condition that says that they reduce his severance if he finds another job and also make sure that the pension is addressed properly. So yeah. it really comes down to whether your brother accepted or not. If he has not, take the next step and get him to give me a call as soon as possible. Robert, sorry, we're short on time, but I'll give you the number anyway, one 821 5900 That's for your brother to call Lior ASAP when he can, or Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Or your phone calls after a short break. That number, as you know, 416-870-6400 or star 640 on cell. You got lots of time to call in still right till 8 o'clock tonight. Yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Would love to talk to you, answer your questions, help out. Nick in Stouffville. Good evening. How are you, Nick? Good, how are you? Good, what's going on with you? Uh, so I work for a marketing and advertising company. I've been there for six years now. I just received my first pay increase uh, with that company just now. It took six years to get it. Uh, I was making 65000 now I'm making $68,000. Uh, there's, there's rumblings, though, of uh, layoffs in the near future because of loss of a few clients. So I'm just curious as to if I was to be laid off uh, in the near future, uh, what, would be, what would I be entitled to? Sure, Nick, I can answer that. So you've been there for six years. Uh, what, what do you do? I'm a, gra- a senior-level graphic designer. Okay, a graphic designer. And how old are you, Nick? I'm 35. So you'd be entitled to right around six months' pay, okay? Yeah, you're kind of a classic month-per-year guy. So okay. subject to the terms of any employment agreement that you signed that may or may not limit any entitlements, uh, if they let you go tomorrow, right around six months' pay is what I would assess you at. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're a young guy, so, so you're not going to get any extra on that. But six months is what I'd assess you at. Yeah, six months is what I was also thinking. But we've been told uh, by, uh, by uh, Human Resources that what they typically do is uh, one week per year that you're there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you can tell them, listen, it's the same as if you tell them, well, what I typically accept is three months for every year. I mean, you know what I mean? What they want to yeah. do or what you want, it's not really relevant, right? The law decides here what you're owed. Right. So if, if they're going to pay you one week per year, that would be a wrongful dismissal. You'd be owed, uh, I don't know, four times that. So okay. if that happens to you, you know what to do. You give me a call if it's less than six months. I definitely will if that happens. Thank you so much. 
Appreciate Thanks, that, Nick. Nick. That number, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Mark, good evening. Hey, good evening, uh, Lior. I, first, I want to compliment you. I've, I've used your services uh, both on the uh, on the dismissal and to look at the new contract, and you guys have been great. I mean, the nominal fee that Thanks, you Mark. charge uh, is well worth the money. Uh, but on a, on another matter, um, I sit on a not for profit board of directors. And it's a sporting club, and the coaches are uh, renew their contracts on a yearly basis. Um, So part of their fee is paid for services that they render directly to the club, and then the other fee they invoice the parents for coaching services. So my question to you is: is do do those contracts would they be considered as because it's not for profit? Do the same rules apply uh, if it was a private company? Yes. So, so the, really, when it comes to employment law and workplace rights, th- there's no different rights as between for-profit and not-for-profit organizations. So, you know, there'd be a question as to whether or not these individuals, uh, in the eyes of the law, if, if you're treating them as employees or not, are they employees really? The other issue is if, if their contracts are renewed every year, uh, unless they're negotiated from you know scratch every year, it may, they may be considered to be indefinite hire coaches. Because if a contract just keeps renewing and renewing and renewing, there's really no expectation that's gonna, that it's going to end. So the contract can almost become meaningless. So you know, I think that you're better off potentially uh, to to hire these folks on a, on a regular indefinite agreement with a termination clause rather than a yearly contract. So what I propose, Mark, and it's probably more of a discussion than we can have on the air. Why don't you give me a call? Let's kind of find out some some more details. Uh, because unfortunately, if you if you're gonna do things wrong, you don't get a break because it's a not-for-profit. I understand why someone would think that, right? But the law really treats employers uh, the same, whether they're huge, major conglomerates or a very small not-for-profit just trying to do something good. Uh, from an employment law standpoint, it's exactly the same, Mark. Okay, I appreciate the advice. Thank you. Mark, that number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Please call and discuss. And you can discuss on the air as well. Still got a few minutes to go here as we take a short break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. It's the Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640. Getting down our last few minutes here. We will get back to the uh, phones as promised. Mike, good evening. How are you, pal? Hey, Mike. Mike is coming oh. on. Just happened that quickly. We lost Mikey. Um, Mikey will call back if he's got another minute or two. Anyway, calculator mentioned a couple times during the show. Give me some details, my brother. Well, I think uh, you know it's a it's been a busy show. We got a lot of calls today, and and quite a few of them were questions about what am I owed? Was my severance right? And and you would notice that I asked virtually every one of them three questions. I wanted to know how long they worked. I wanted to know their age, and I wanted to know the type of job that they have. Then the reason I asked those questions is just not out of a morbid curiosity. It's because those are the factors that go into assessing how much severance someone is owed. Those are the, the main factors, age, position, length of employment. So what I've done is I've created a tool. Uh, our regular listeners know about it already that allows everyone and anyone to find out how much they're owed. They can do it themselves anytime. It takes seconds. SeverancePayCalculator.com. It's the address, again, SeverancePayCalculator.com. And you you answer those three questions, and it's going to tell you if it's six-month severance, 24-month severance, or anything else. 
It's free, it's anonymous, it's easy to use, it takes seconds, and if you use it, you're going to be informed with that knowledge. So check it out right now. Maybe you're happily employed, you love your job, wonderful. But hey, you should still have that information, and I bet you it's more than you think it is. A lot of people think I only get a week per year of service or two weeks per year of service. Wrong. It's not that. Check out severancepaycalculator.com. As mentioned, we get emails all the time. I'll get to one from Dave here quickly before we wrap. Uh, Brother, I'm about to leave my current job to take a position with a different company. This was a very difficult decision for me because I've been with the company for 10 years. What do I need to watch out for when I sign my new employment agreement? Well, you know what, Dave? That's a great question. You're a smart guy for thinking about that. Too many people accept jobs. They leave secure jobs. They don't think about the agreement. They don't pay close enough attention to it. And then they realize, holy cow, I made a mistake. So what you want specifically, if you're going to leave a secure job and take a new job, okay, uh, you need something that gives you some security. So you don't want to accept something that, that includes, for example, a probationary period. Why leave a secure job that, that you're happy with to go on another job where you're on probation? No, that, that's nonsense because you can find yourself losing that job without any compensation and, and no recourse. So forget about probation. The other thing you don't want to have there is a termination clause. You don't want to have something that limits your termination entitlements in the future because that ultimately means you have no job security. You're leaving a secure job for 10 years uh, of 10 years, and what happens if a year later the new company lets you go? If you have a termination clause, potentially they'd only have to pay you one or two weeks' pay. Where if you did not have a termination clause, you'd be talking at months' pay. Depending on the, the, the factors, it could be three months, it could be six months, it could be more than that. So you want to make sure that you're, you're not the only one taking the risk. If this company is bringing you in because of your experience, etc., they should not insist you have a termination clause. They should not insist you have a probationary clause. Those two things are very, very important. You also want to watch out for not having anything that allows them to change your job. Make sure that the agreement doesn't say, we have the discretion or the right to change your job duties, etc. Because again, you may be hired into a certain position, and then they may change it, and you can't do anything if your agreement gives them the power to do it. Best advice I'm going to give you is have me review it. There's a lot at stake if you're leaving a secure job. So don't just think, okay, I kind of know what to watch out for. I gave you some thoughts. I gave you some tips. But there's additional things to watch out for. Let's review it together. Give me a call. Let me review that agreement and tell you if it's something you should be worried about. And then we can talk about how we go about changing those terms. You have to be careful if you're going to leave a secure job. There is a lot to it, and until next time, give it some thought. Get your emails and phone calls ready. We do this all the time on the weekend as well, and you want to get a hold of Lior now that we're done, one 821 It's Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And, of course, severancepaycalculator.com. You'll want to find out what your severance should be. Keep that in your pocket, and we'll join you again the weekend, and, of course, back here Monday night at 7 o'clock as well with the Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640.